0: All right, we're live. Episode eight of Swipe Up. Episode eight, and I'll say it's probably a huge milestone for the Swipe Up podcast. Um our first guest, Trent Anderson of um Rio Travelers on TikTok. Um for a lot of you who've been following the past two episodes, Jordan and I have embroiled ourselves in the world of TikTok. Um, sort of from this business content creator standpoint, I know that we were both sort of on the platform very casually. And Trent mentioned before um, he got on that was sort of his like little secret. It's definitely, our little secret is like twenty, early twenty-year-old men that um, you know we actually enjoy the platform. Um, but we've been really interested. Um, two weeks ago, we sort of jumped into what the platform is like. Um, sort of what the dynamic of it is um, and creating content and what the value is there and then last week trent we did this challenge and that's how we sort of got into contact again um, we tried to both um, Spend a week creating TikToks and, and do different things like that. And I would say for all intents and purposes, we failed we failed miserably as compared to um Trent, who who we'll see here who's had a lot of success on the platform. Um so Trent, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to kind of pick your brain for a lot of people that are interested in the platform because it's kind of the the buzzy, um, the buzzwordy platform right now. And I think it'll be valuable to a lot of people. So, Trent, first of all, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I know TikTok, it's like a whole new world. It's fun. I uh yeah. Similar. I don't get to talk to many people about it in my regular life. So happy to hop on a call with people who actually care about the platform. It's kind of kind of fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so right. let's jump into that. Let's jump into that first. Is that something, and you mentioned it, like I said, before we recorded, is it something that you find yourself skeptical to talk to other people about something that you're a little bit reserved about, or is it just, you don't get the chance to do it? Like, how do you, how do you see the platform in your own mind from, from that point of view?
1: Yeah. I feel like for the most part, I just don't really get the chance to talk to people. Like really the only thing is if like, some of uh, Sarah, my wife, like some of our friends will be like, My little sibling keeps saying that they see you on TikTok. And we're like, Yeah, yep. Um, and then they'll be like, So how's that going? And we're like, It's good. And like, we've got a big following and they're, and, yeah. and people just don't really know what to ask. You know, it's kind of like, Okay, cool. Right. Yeah.
0: Isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes it can be like the worst, most demeaning thing
2: to be asked that. Like, Oh, like you've seen you on TikTok. And it's like,
1: I know. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Well, it's so funny with uh, kind of my network too. We'll talk about TikTok and then they'll, you know, talk about how they can sit down and watch for hours and they'll be like, but yeah, I've never posted anything. Mm -hmm. And I'll be the guy in the back. Like, Oh, I posted like probably 50 times. (laughs) What are you you posting on TikTok? It's just a different world for people.
1: Totally. I feel like six months from now, the conversations we're having about it are going to be totally different. But yeah, right now it's still like, still a little bit like guard up and, I, well, I'm not going to post. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, Jordan, if you could pull up Trent's um, TikTok, yes. we have a little screen share thing. And I just want to give um, the people that are watching a bit of context into the kind of stuff that you post. And I will definitely have you walk us through it and sort of the timeline of all of this. But um, the yeah. ad is Real Travelers. If you want to go follow it, um, Trent and his wife, Sarah, post um, sort of this mm-hmm. travel based content. Um, and you guys have over 280,000 followers, over 10 million likes. Um, really incredible numbers. I mean, as you scroll here, you can see all these TikToks that are pulling in tens of thousands of views, upwards of 100,000 views, um, which is really great. Trent, when did you get into TikTok? And I think this sort of goes in line with this conversation about like having a conversation six months from now, um, like having a conversation six months ago, maybe even you were like vogue to the idea of posting on TikTok. So what was the timeline like for you to get to this point?
1: Yeah, so I in my in my daily life I do digital marketing consulting. So I help companies primarily with Facebook ads, Instagram ads, email marketing. So I'm always trying to kind of keep a pulse on things, see if there's something I need to be checking into. And all of a sudden TikTok just kind of came under my radar last August. I saw a couple, a um, couple like kind of distant acquaintances all of a sudden start posting. It was like like they were posting on other platforms, like, oh, this video got five million views. And it was like, what? Like Anytime you can get that many views, it's okay. Your radar's got to go off. So right. in in August, I downloaded the app and just started like consuming content. And my wife and I we got married last July, so it was like we got married. And then I started. I downloaded the app and started uh, um, just consuming, 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 trying to figure it out. Man, like I've never felt more lost in all my life. Like when you <laughs> hop on, and it's like some of the it's videos are super culture. relevant. Yeah. Some, some things like makes a ton of sense and some things are like these trends that I just could not, I was like, what is Martha dump truck in the flesh? Like, (laughs) I don't know what that means. Um, so it was like six weeks of just trying to like consume and figure out what's going on. And Sarah and I, when we got married, we knew that we wanted to travel a lot. I can work remote and she's got a lot of flexibility in her scheduling. And I was just like, Sarah, we got to like, we're not traveling. We're gonna we're gonna like TikTok travel. We're gonna we're gonna travel just to make TikToks. And we had um, five followers, you know. And she was like, "Okay, whatever." So we actually we went to Guatemala for just like a four. We found cheap flights. We were already in Vegas for a convention, so we found cheap flights to Guatemala. So we went to Guatemala for like four days, and I was just like holding my my phone and like filming everywhere that we went, and just put together a few crappy videos. And we had one video that got like. 400 views. And I was like, this is it, Sarah. Like, (laughs) I'm telling you. And uh, it was funny because it was, yeah, I mean, we had like no actual success, but somehow I could still tell like there's something here and we did something kind of crazy. We could tell that the travel space had not been hit yet. So Instagram, the travel space was, is so saturated. So many people almost nearly impossible to, to, to start. On there and become relevant. So, noticing that TikTok, like barely any of the big Instagram people were even on it. This is just last like October. I was like, Sarah, we just need to like double down. So, we literally booked a trip to Mexico 100% to create TikToks. Oh my God. Wow. And that I know awesome. that. <laughs> so- Kind of wild, um, yeah. And really, I bet you weren't talking to
0: anybody about that then. In October, you know, if you had told anybody that you're booking a trip to Mexico just for TikToks, I think they would have checked you into a mental institution.
1: Oh my goodness, right? So <laughs> kind of crazy. But I was like, we found cheap flights. I was like, Sarah, we can go. We can stay at this cheap Airbnb. We can like bike to these cenotes. Like, look, it, I was like, we can do this whole trip. Five, I think it was yeah, five days for like twelve hundred bucks. And I was like, I've spent twelve hundred dollars on my business in so many other ways. I was like, we just need to like recategorize how we think about this like this isn't a vacation this is a business investment and she was kind of like i don't know if i'm gonna buy into that but like a trip to mexico sounds nice so sure let's do it and then yeah went to went to mexico and uh just literally pounded out i think we i don't even know we were there five days and yeah created like just took videos of everything we were doing so that when we got home we could just edit stuff up differently And that was really the start. So that was like November of last year started hitting it hard. And that's when we had our first video from Mexico that got like 800,000 views or something and it was like, okay, okay. It was worth it, you know?
2: That's so cool. I okay. So coming from, I love, you know, video stuff and creating, what are you guys filming on? Is it all, you know, cell phone footage, iPhone, are you guys using GoPros? Like, what do you guys use for that?
1: yes uh so i think it's it's really funny we just use iphones and gopros um i've got yeah dude i've got friends who are like professional videographers really good and they'll post content and it doesn't feel TikTok y enough yes i went through
2: that last week that same exact (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so it's a weird it's like that's the other thing is i think content's progressing like i think in six months that's gonna that's gonna be a lot better like people are going to be ready for it. But right now it's still like people feel like it's an ad or something if it's too polished. So we're like, Hey, we're going to lean into it and just, we're not videographers. So let's just like use it to our advantage that shooting on an iPhone works while it still works.
0: Yeah. So when you went to Mexico for the sole purpose of creating TikToks, did you have any inclination of what kind of content that you'd be posting or were, were you creating live? You talked about bringing stuff back to edit later. Did you know what was going to do well like what was your thought process creating being so new to the platform
1: yeah i was basically like i have no idea what's going to do well so let's film everything and then just like mash it up together differently and see what happens and for the most part everything i thought would do well flopped and then the things that i didn't think would do well it was like that randomly worked you know so yeah it was really just like spraying and praying and hoping that we'd find something that worked what was that
0: first video that did really well for you did you was it one of those ones where you're like, I don't know if this is going to do well, and all of a sudden, at
1: eight hundred thousand views later, you have a different outlook on what does well? That one, I was that one. I was surprisingly hopeful that it would do well. We went to a there's a natural water park in Mexico called Zelha. It's a part of like the Hotel Xcaret chain. Imagine it's basically like a um, like a natural version of Disney World. So we went there for a day and just filmed all that we could. So it's like you go, there's like this massive like river and you can just like tube down the river but then you can hop out and do zip lines or like cliff jump. There's a massive water slide. And, and it was kind of funny because there's this like massive water slide and you're not supposed to take a phone up there. Like they like check you and everything. So we literally tried walking up with our phone and we're like, we're just gonna go film and like, we're not gonna go down the slide. And they're like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. And I was like, Sarah, this is our video. We need this shot. So. <laughs> I I, like hit it in my pants and we like walked by the lifeguards and then we got up there and I was filming and they caught us and we like sprinted down the stairs and we had got down and luckily it was like the park was going to close in like 30 minutes. So they didn't kick us out, but I'm pretty sure they were going to kick us out. Uh, But then, and me and Sarah were both like, we're like kind of rule followers. so It was hard to break that. And we were both like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then like a week later when that video hit almost a million views, I was like, I'm breaking more rules. Let's do yeah, it.
0: Not sorry at all. <laughs> I love the dedication.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Jordan, do you have anything? I have a I have a very broad question, just because I know at this point you've probably, you know, traveled to, you know, a few amazing places. What has been your favorite place to travel to?
1: Yeah, we went to Thailand for the month pretty much for like for a month in like January and Thailand was just unreal because it was, it was such a good spot to be there for a month because from just a financial standpoint, it was like so cheap and easy to do for an extended period of time. And then it was every day, no matter what we were doing, there was like beautiful beaches, mountains, crazy, you know, elephants. So we were able to get so much content there. So just kind of full circle, I think Thailand was super fun.
2: That's awesome. And and speaking of content, you know, Say you're planning a trip to Thailand. Are you guys doing a bunch of research before to figure out, you know, hotspots that could give you guys good content, or are you just kind of going on the fly? What's that process like?
1: Yeah, we do a lot of research before, um, but in like a fun way. I would say like we're not the people yeah. that are buying like the guidebooks or that kind of thing. But honestly, my favorite thing to do is just like scroll Instagram, look at YouTube vlogs of people who have been there, and like see what jumps out, and then just kind of build an itinerary around it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Trent, what has your growth been like since November, um, and how, and, and how do you like attack it going forward? Like, is there a number you're trying to reach, are there benchmarks that you're trying to hit, or are you kind of like paving the way in the space of of travel TikTokking?
1: Yeah, great questions. So, um, like I said, when we went to Mexico, I think we were at about three hundred followers, and then we got back. We had that one video do pretty well, and that. Screw us, and then we were probably growing. Gosh, I can't even remember. Maybe like ten to twenty a day, just trickling up. We maybe like a hundred a week. So all of a sudden, it was like mid-December. We, I think, we hit a thousand, and then like I, I just started ramping it up. I knew we were going to Thailand in four weeks, so I started posting every day, even though we didn't have the content for it. I was like, I'm just gonna keep posting. Like if I have to repost or just switch up the text on a video, like I need to post every day because we were seeing it's not necessarily. Just putting something out there is going to at least draw some people in. So December, mid-December to mid-January, we grew from like a 1,000 up to 4,000. And then I remember telling Sarah, we were like a week out from Thailand. And I was like, we need to be at 5,000 followers before we go to Thailand. Just like trying to motivate myself. And uh, yeah, so we we're at like, we we're a 1,000 away. And that's when we had our first video just like blow up. Um, I think that video is sitting at like 10 million views right now. Wow. So... It was a, like a list video. So, I mean, we, you kind of know, like blogs, like lists, five country, five cheap countries to visit when you're young, you know, if Mm -hmm. that's a blog or a YouTube video kind of clickbaity, it works. So all of a sudden I did that just like, yeah, I think it was five cheap countries to visit when you're young and it absolutely just took off. And we went from that night, we went from 4,000 followers to like 21,000 followers. And then I just doubled down and hit, another i was like let's do part 2 let's do part 3 and sure. we pushed so in that like week we went from 4000 probably up to like 50000 before we got on the plane to go to thailand um yeah. and then it was like a week into our thailand trip we hit 100k cuz it was again it was like no one else was doing those lists it was just us and mm-hmm. i was like other people are going to catch on we need to just hammer this so grew yeah up to about 100 and then Since then, a lot of other people have kind of caught on, so lists have definitely become kind of saturated. Um, We still do them a lot, but... So since then, it's been slower growth, but I'd say we're averaging around 1,000 a day right now, as long as I keep posting consistently. And it's like, I just need to keep reminding myself that like 1,000 a day is still pretty wild, you know? Right, yeah, so looking back at,
0: yeah, for real, looking back at some of the old content that you posted or how TikTok was as a platform, like even back when you started in, in November, what do you look back on and reflect like oh that doesn't work anymore and that and that doesn't do well and and how have you evolved in posting content and I, I think what i'm trying to get at for other people here is like how does content evolve on a platform that's so young and on things that are so constantly changing like you just talked about yeah. the fact that you kind of had this whole format that nobody was really doing and all of a sudden just five months later it's saturated and it, it doesn't have that explosive growth for you anymore so how have you seen that evolution of content play out in the platform
1: Yeah. I think, so TikTok is such a platform of trends and trends are moving so much faster than any other platform. So the number one thing, it's like for anyone who wants to be good on on TikTok and have videos do well, you need to be consuming so much content. Like you need to just be watching and seeing what's out there and see what's working and hit it. And if if you see a video that does really well, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to do something similar in two weeks. It's like, you've got a three-day window to hit that trend, you know? Um, so, yeah, really, like, looking back, it was, I think when we got into it in, like, November, December, really very few, I can I can probably count about five other travel kind of TikTokers that I knew that were out there. And we were all kind of posting, you know, once a day, once every two days. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the list thing just kind of blew up. And now we're trying to get, now we're just trying to get more creative. And I'm, I'm trying to, like, play off of lists when it makes sense, but then just trying to force myself to like do content, even sometimes when I don't think like, this isn't gonna work. It's like the freeing thing about TikTok is, it's not like Instagram where you put up a bad post and it like makes your feed look bad. TikTok, it's like, put up a post, if it doesn't do well, like who cares? So I think that's freeing too.
2: Let's, I mean, I kind of want to talk about how, you know, TikTok has played a role in your, your business at all? You know, has it benefited you in any way? Like when it gets brought up to, you know, however it may be in a meeting or someone finds you on TikTok and they want to do business with you in the digital marketing space. How has that played a role in your business?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. Well, for one thing, I've been telling all my clients, like you got to get on this, you got to get on this. Um, one of them, I actually, it's a coffee company and I've actually started making content for them just in my like extra time. I've been like, let me just like, make some stuff. And that's been a harder start, but it's been kind of fun, like just trying to niche down and be like, I'm going to make TikToks about coffee, mm-hmm. and only coffee, you know? Right. Um, so trying to push my clients to do it, but then definitely like business wise, um, I think we really see this as like its own business also. Uh, this is just like another asset that kind of falls in the scope of what I do. And so we've been able to start monetizing it in a decent way, which is kind of wild that we, we've been able to monetize it without traveling because most of the time mm. as people as like people in the travel influencer space get paid most of the time it's associated with your travels right it's like creating beautiful content when you're in hawaii uh not in minnesota especially in like april when it was still gross so yeah. what's been cool with TikTok is we um have been getting quite a few just like product and app deals so people that just need the exposure there and things that we can use some of our old travel content to like edit together. Um, So yeah, it's been, that's been pretty wild. It's still not like not huge by any means, but I think in the last, I think since like April, April is probably when we started monetizing. And I think since then we've made about 2,500 on sponsored posts. So a nice little uh, award for all the hours. I'm sure if you break down my hours, that's like 50 cents per hour, but (laughs) it's better than zero.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Love it. How that's a good topic to get into, and I wasn't going to get into it a little bit later. But how do you see monetizing on TikTok as a platform versus you guys have an Instagram, obviously? And you know, a lot of these creators are trying to go to YouTube. Like, do you see TikTok as being the place where you can monetize, or are you trying to use it sort of as a top of funnel place to get people into and then bust out to other platforms where it might be a little easier or sponsors are a little bit more apt to work with you?
1: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think for us, since we don't have really big followings other places, we're trying to get our following over to like Instagram and we're actually hoping to start YouTube like next week. Um so we're using it a little bit to do that, but even that like our Instagram's at I think like 8500 followers. So, we're still in a spot where that's really attractive to brands. So for us, we kind of know okay, our best bet is trying to pitch TikTok. And just the audience on TikTok Uh, we do have some good friends. We kind of have this inner circle now. We've created up some TikTok uh, travel people. And like some of those people, they've got, you know, 150K on Instagram and they're able to do a post and like drive 3,000 followers over to Instagram in just a single post. So it's like, I think for, depending on what your other platforms are at, it's definitely a spot you can funnel your audience. Um, But for us, we're kind of using it uniquely to be like, we might be the only people pitching solely on TikTok because most other people that have big TikToks are like, they're like, oh, I do Instagram, and oh, TikTok's a thing, and we're coming to companies and being like, TikTok is our thing, and some some of these companies are very clueless to TikTok, but super intrigued. You know, it's as you said, I think early on, it's becoming a buzzword. So some of these some of these companies, it's like, hey, we do TikTok, we have two hundred eighty thousand followers, and they're like, we don't even understand it, but like we want to work with you and get our name out there. So that's yeah. I think that'll continue to grow too
0: yeah what's the general sentiment from brands that are approaching you or are you approaching any and like what is their, what are they trying to accomplish what do they know about the platform because i mean obviously for years it seems like brands are just now figuring out how to effectively monetize on like instagram and that's a decade-old platform so how are they how do they view tiktok right now and what are the conversations that you have with them look like
1: yeah that's a good question um a lot of them are Yeah. I would say the ones that approach us know they want to be on it. And some of them have an idea of how, but most of them are like, we don't even know how to shape this up. Like we want to work with you. What would that look like? And to me, that's, I love that because I feel like I can actually help guide these brands and provide them value. Cause coming from my like digital marketing consulting, it's like, I I want to think, how can this actually help your brand? You know? So we had one company reach out to us. It's like a video editing app. And they're like, hey, we're interested, we have a video editing app, but our, our app, it's not a phone app, it's like a software for your computer, so we don't really even know if that'll like attract people on TikTok since TikTok is fully mobile. And I was able to like be like, actually, last week, TikTok just released that you can upload from desktop. So I was like, this is actually perfect for you because I can show a video of us using your software on desktop and then upload it and show people that, oh, it's actually like, if you prefer desktop, it's actually easier. So we were able to kind of like guide them and shape it up in a way that would actually be effective. Um, and that that video ended up doing pretty well. And they had some good like trials come out of it. And then on the other side, kind of as we're going out and pitching companies, which we've just started doing a little bit, um, it's super interesting because people will either be like, no, like that's for 14 year olds, right. or they'll be like, yeah, TikTok started to come up a lot. And we like don't know if we should start an account or how to have a presence on there. But we're super interested, tell us more. So it's kind of one of the extremes, they're either like, no way or they're super excited and clueless.
2: For sure. Um, kind of going back to you mentioned, you know, making TikToks for the coffee company. And I'm thinking here, of just small businesses in general, what what do you tell them Strat on like a strategy side of how they should be posting? Let's use the coffee company as an example. Like what should they be posting? How often, you know, what, what do you tell them in a strategy sense?
1: Yeah. So for companies, I would say like the biggest thing is it's just like, get on there. Yeah. Start consuming. I tell them the same thing. I tell like my friends who want to get on it, start consuming. And anytime that you like see a video do well, put it in your own lens and be like, how could I make this about coffee or like take this idea and make it about whatever the business model is. Yeah. Um, so just trying to tell them to consume a lot. And then really it's like post as much as you possibly can. And even like for some companies, it's like if you've got different people on your staff, like have different people try it out and see who can do it. I think that a really interesting thing about TikTok is it's, it's definitely not that way where you just give it to 10 people and they can all do it. Like if you were to if you were to go to most companies, anyone in their like business department, if you were like, okay, we need you to handle the Instagram, they're at least gonna be able to like do it. Like, yeah, some people are gonna post really terrible pictures and not understand it, but like they're gonna be able to do it. I feel like TikTok, most companies, even if they go to their marketing department, they're like, Okay, we need somebody to make a TikTok. Everyone's like, I don't like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So I think that leads into like another thing I'm super excited about. I think it's just, there's there's an incredible opportunity out there for people who want to create content for brands. Like it's one thing to have your own platform, like we do where it's like then where we have a following and yeah, we'll create content and post it on ours. I think there's so many brands that if people went out right now and pitched a brand, and was like, hey, you know what, for a thousand dollars, I'll post a TikTok every day for you guys. Brands would like jump all over that. And like there's so many like 18, 19, 20 year old kids that are having success on the platform that get it, but they're just doing it like with their own stuff for no actual reason. Like those kids literally have their own business, like their entrepreneurial endeavor at their fingertips. All they have to do is send an email to a company and there's like cash. Easy.
2: That's such a great point. And I I like how you bring up kind of nitching down and like sometimes i feel like i struggle with that with tiktok it's you know i'm in this industry of video creation and photo creation but if i you know could make something where i'm just posting tiktoks about coffee or something else i feel like i could you know not only post more but you know come up with more creative ideas but i i do love that idea and i think that's something i need to i guess work on in my tiktok game Love yeah.
0: That. Yeah. Trent, what what like tips do you have for people, individuals maybe that because I think and maybe I'll ask a question first, because I think you draw an interesting combination between like real travelers is a brand, it's a is a travel brand, but also it's Trent and Sarah. So are you trying to maybe be more Trent and Sarah? Or are you trying to be under that umbrella of real travelers? Um and where does that distinction lie for individuals versus like brands, like, you know, a coffee company that you work with, let's say.
1: Yeah. Good question. Um, I think, yeah, I think that the platform it's, it's super good to be personal and to like, no matter what it is, like it's even, it's even in a, a way that like brands need to make it into like a personal brand almost like they need to have sure. their like figurehead. Like, I think, I don't know if you guys have seen like the Washington post at all, the Washington Post, look them up on TikTok because they're absolutely crushing it. Um, from what I can tell from the outside, like last year, they just gave one of their marketing guys the key to the kitchen and we're like, hey, do your thing. And he's just been like immersed in TikTok and creating it. So he is very much, he is the face of the Washington Post, like the newspaper, but his TikTok is like different. Like sometimes it like involves news stories or like big things happening, but most of it's just like him being creative and just building like the brand. And I think for so many people, it's like now I'm like, oh, the Washington Post, like my like image of them just went way up because I love Dave, their guy, like he's, he's awesome. Um, So that's kind of a kind of wide thing. But I think it's, it's definitely such a platform that no matter what your account is, if it's business or personal, it is personal. So for Sarah and I too, it's like, we realized that in these travel videos, we need to include our faces as much as possible because Especially as more people get on the platform, it's like there's going to be people with better video, like footage than us. There's going to be people who edit it way better than us because we are not good at that. But like, if we associate everything to our face and people buy into us, then we're going to have them long term and they're going to be an audience that actually like, sticks with us.
0: Yeah. How do you build that loyalty or how do you see? Maybe it's like how do you see the volu- the value of a follower on TikTok given the fact that a lot of people are consuming through an algorithm? You know, people will follow pages, but as far as like I'm speaking anecdotally and I I'm speaking for a lot of people that I know, it is a lot of looking through algorithms. And so, how do you how do you value a follower um, or is it more important for you to be basically creating content for people who don't follow you already?
1: Yeah, I think it's a combo. So we really have two different forms of video. Um, As I'm creating video, it's basically like, am I doing this to draw in new followers or am I doing this to foster our relationship with our current followers? So very much like seeing those as two, like there's overlap, but also they're very different. So a lot of things like, especially when I'm doing like a list, if I'm saying like, you know, Sarah and I put together a video, it's like five safe countries for women to visit on their own. It's like, okay, cool. That's gonna go out. That probably has a much better chance of going like viral but it's not really tied to me and Sarah. But once somebody watches that video, if they follow or if they comment on that video, they're gonna be fed another one of our videos. So then it's kind of, okay, let's hit one that's literally just us, that's personal. Like, okay, we're, we're a travel brand, but like let's make a video in our kitchen with our cat because it's gonna be endearing to our like audience and foster that relationship. So I think it is, it's definitely like a combo and and kind of recognizing that you've got to mix them both in. And then um, I think there's some other things, just like as much as you can responding to comments, we really try to respond to as many comments as we can. And then we're actually, as we're trying to drive people like to Instagram, we make sure that we're always telling people like, oh, if you actually wanna talk to us, DM us on Instagram. And then we're trying to like follow up with all of our DMs on there. And that's been driving people then kind of like we talked about earlier, we've probably grown 5000 followers on Instagram. And those 5000 are like qualified people, because Mm -hmm. they found us on Tiktok, then they went over to Instagram, followed us, and they're more likely to see our stuff and engage. So I think yeah, the quality of follower on Tiktok isn't as great as other places. um, But you can definitely turn them into a great follower.
2: I have one last question for myself and then Ty, you can finish up with whatever you have, but in terms of creating content, so, you know, TikTok's got its own style of content that does really well. And in terms of, you know, like something like Instagram, are you posting the same content that you post on TikTok on Instagram or are you changing it up? Is it completely different mixture? What's that like?
1: Yeah, pretty much completely different. So we're doing just Yeah. Like our travel photos on Instagram. Occasionally we'll share like our TikToks in our story. If we think more of like the personal brand ones, not really the list, but if it's like, oh, this is us playing with the elephants entirely. And then we'll just share it to our Instagram story. Um, But for the most part, pretty different. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to close out with um, asking you, Trent, to sort of be uh, a bit of a, a Nostradamus for me. Um, you seem to have a very good grasp on a lot of um, trends. So looking forward to maybe let's call it the, the rest of 2020. Um, can you speak a little bit to where you see the platform going in general, where you see um, brands like yours going? Um, so maybe more branded content and then where you see like different content formats going. Is, is there any evolution in content that we should be aware of as
1: well? Yeah. Um, well, first off, I know it's like, we're still in the early stages. It feels like even right now, there's people that are like, "Oh, I missed it. If I would have started last fall, I'd be at 280,000 followers." But now I'm starting and I'm grinding. It's like, "Oh, I'm I'm seeing people that are still taking off. Like, there's there's accounts that have started in April that have passed us because they've hit it so hard. So I think for one thing, it's like for anyone who's even considering it, get out there and just start like start with consuming content and then start putting stuff out. And as we talked about niching down, it's like eventually niching down is great but right away if you don't necessarily know your niche it is a platform that allows you to be three-dimensional you don't have to um do just one thing to start so put out a bunch of different stuff see what works and then find that combination of like oh these are getting good views and i'm actually enjoying making it and then double down but like right away just like keep spraying all over the place until you kind of find that combo and don't be worried about trying different things So I think, yeah, part one of that is we're still in the early stages. Just get on and start creating. Um, Part two, I think brands are definitely getting a lot more interested. They are seeing the numbers go up. They're seeing how many people are downloading the app. Um, They're seeing reports coming out that now it's like 33% of people on the app are actually above 18. So it's not just an app for kids anymore. And even if you think about that, a lot of the people on the app are 16 to 18. That means that they're like two years away from having purchasing power. So brands know right now is the time to build because in two years, these people that are following you and buying in are gonna actually have money. So I think brands are starting to see all of that come together. Um, And so I think influencers, like if you have an account, there's gonna be more and more and more brands looking to collab and work with you and then especially it's like if you just get on the app like i was talking about and if you just get good at creating content i think it's going to give you so much like value you're going to be able to take that and bring that to any brand that you want you know um like if you're if you like videography and photography it's like we'll just kind of figure out how to like adapt that to TikTok, but then go pitch your favorite brands that aren't even necessarily videography brands Pitch your like favorite clothing company and then you can just make good content for them. So I think monetization, the next like six months is gonna grow for sure. And then the third part of your question, kind of talking about um, trends and kind of where things are going on app. I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, as more people get on, it's just the you have to have better content for it to go viral. And I think that really in the next six months, we're gonna see a massive like uptick in production quality So I think that that's where it's like the videographers that hop on the app and are discouraged right now because their well edited videos are tanking. In six months, those are gonna be what are going viral. So I think it's just like, for people who already are good videographers or good like creatives, double down, get in now because dividends are gonna pay off later. And then for people like me who, okay, I've been doing it with my iPhone, I've been doing it with a GoPro, I mean I know that 6 months from now that's not going to cut it so I need to start investing in myself and getting getting into actual videography so I think other people that are like me need to recognize that like it's come and start preparing
0: Awesome. Well, Trent, I want to thank you so much. Um, there's a, a ton of value and I, I enjoyed having this conversation. It was one that I know Jordan and I were genuinely interested in, in having. Um, and I'm so glad that you sort of came up on our radar and that, that we were able to lock it in. And thank you so much for being our first guest. Sorry, you know, Jordan and I, we haven't done this before together. So it was sort <laughs> of our, awesome. uh, our first dance together as well. Yeah. So I appreciate everybody uh, sticking with us as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys. It was fun to be on. Like I said, always love talking TikTok and don't get to do it often. So it's a good day. (laughs) Love
2: it. Thanks, Trent. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much.